What up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Sons of Legends. It's your boy, Art Dog, here with your homeboy, MJ Gunner. Yo! How's it going? Short and sweet, huh? Yep, let's just get into it. We got a lot to get into. Of course, we got our resident real shit talking expert, Sam Spade. What's going on, my brother? Yo, yo! What up, what up? What's really hood? Let's get into it. I got a lot to say tonight. All right, let's kick it off. Let's start with AEW, man. All Out was this weekend, and uh, they crowned their first uh, champion. Mm-hmm. And it was our boy, Y2J, Chris Jericho. Sam Spade, goat. thoughts on the heavyweight title match. The fucking goat. Yeah. So, so, I mean, what else is there to say about Jericho, man? He need to go. He need to go to NXT just to win a title, just for the shits and the giggles. I mean, I think he's won almost every title in every company. The only one he hasn't won is the ECW one, and he can't win that. He um, was the WCW, but yeah, he was. Yeah, he was, he was WCW WWF, though. But okay. But he was WCW champion, cruiserweight champion, uh, United States champion, tag team champions. Hmm. Every champion. Um, I just want to point out the spot with the uh, shooting star press into the cold breaker. Woo! That was sick. sick. That whole show was fucking nuts. Sick, sick. Um, how do you feel about the Mark Steady talking about um, Jericho's too old? They should have went with the young talent. Uh, he's a part timer. Jericho's in a different league than the other part-timer they're probably comparing him to, which would be Brock Lesnar. Mm-hmm. Like, Brock Lesnar, he draws, don't get me wrong, you know, but Jericho's in a whole different league. He actually wrestles, he don't just toss people around, you know. Mm-hmm. Now, to be fair, Lesnar has been putting on some good matches in the last few ones, especially as a smaller guy. Even so, like shit for the smaller guys, which is funny to me, kind of. But <laughs> yeah, not just not only that. I think um, it's different because first of all, AEW had to have a world-renowned name as their first champion. I think Gunner disagrees with me a lot on this. I do. Um, I think that they needed Jericho to be their champion because first off, he's gonna he's gonna sell the tickets. He, he's a name that people recognize. When his name is on the marquee, everybody's going to want to see what Jericho's doing. Okay. All right, I understand that. I'm not arguing with you. You know, Jericho, Jericho does sell the ticks and everything. All right, but AEW swears that they're going to do, you know, they're new, they're different, they're fresh, they're this, they're that. Yeah. So, in my opinion, the better move would have been to put it on Paige, you know, make Paige you know, the star that he would have been if he would have been their first world champion. You know, they could really uh done something good with him if they'd have made him the first world heavyweight champion. And to be completely honest, you know, Paige is full-time. Chris Jericho's probably not, you know. And the WWE takes a lot of flack for that, having part-timers as their world heavyweight champion. You well, know, but it's, uh, apparently it's I okay mean, you make a valid point, but going back to Arch's point, you know, it's a business decision. Jericho sell tickets. Yeah. Yeah, not just that. Um, if they build him during the TV, 
during the Which TV tapings, then he could have like this Cinderella story, Daniel Bryan, Kofi Kingston type come up where he'll get the people behind him first and then it'll be that much more better when he wins the title. I mean, this nigga came out on a horse. Hunter Horse Jerry, Hunter Horse Humbly? <laughs> Hunter <laughs> Horse Humbly. That's what he calls it. <laughs> but yeah, I think if they build him during television tapings and all that thing, he'll have a bigger audience that wants to see him win the title. Cause let's get it let's not get it twisted. Jericho's a heel. Yeah, he is. Most definitely. He's a damn good heel. And if they can build somebody on TV, he'll have more of the world behind him when he wins the belt. Because yeah, everybody's going to watch to see Jericho lose. Yeah, I can see what you're saying there. And, you know, don't get me wrong. You know, I prefer Chris Jericho to Adam Page. You know, Jericho's one of my favorites of all time. And it was just, I was hoping for, you know, something fresh, something new, something okay. creative, you know. Oh, you did if you watched the rest of the show. You did. Okay, Women's Battle Royal. Mm-hmm. Which was won by one Nyla Rose. So, on, uh, when they she go to take <laughs> So, when they go to taping, it'll be Nyla Rose versus... Spade, help me out with the name here. I, I, I... Who's our opponent? Uh, Rio? Rio? Rio. Rio. So it'll be Nyla Rose and Riho for their uh, women's championship on their first episode on TNT. This is pretty much Ember Moon versus Kyrie all over again, but (laughs) so but was actually I I take that back. I take that back. I take that back. Right. Let's not. Let's not. I I take that back. I'm not gonna shit on him like that. Let's not. That's what I was gonna say. She did come off to me like Kyrie Zane. She really did. But that little motherfucker there. She. She actually might be like the shit shit. It's a big possibility. She she's totally legit. I fucks with her. But uh, what's been really making headlines about Nyla Rose winning is uh, that she is transgender, which is mm-hmm. not that big of a deal. I don't think so either. Spade, what's your thoughts about this and everything? I mean. It's hard to kind of... It's weird because there's a similar discussion about this in the UFC. It's It's a different thing. It's different though here. The difference is, you know, in the UFC, it's full contact, non-scripted. Now, see, that's what Gunner was saying. Right. Right. Here, WWE, you know, AEW wrestling, is scripted. Now, with that being said... If they're going to allow this, then I think they need to also start really thinking about intergender matches. Well, okay, I have two things with this. My first thing is she might be better in the ring than most women. The reason why I'm saying that is because she could probably take more bumps. She could probably get hit harder and make the women look better by taking bigger hits than anybody else in the women's division because her bone structure is going to be harder. Her jawline is going to be harder so she could take bigger shots. You know what I'm saying? She might probably be a little bit tougher than most. And she's a big girl. Mm-hmm. Now, the second thing, I kind of have a problem with it because 
I kind of wanted them to start off their women's division with actual women. That's I mean, not not saying that I'm not I'm she's not a woman, you know what I'm saying? But it's giving them flack for having a transgender probably going to be their first champion. It's going to give them backlash. I would imagine that they would have started with someone like Brandy Rhodes or someone who hasn't got the credit that they deserved. You know what I mean? Well, I and, mean, she kind of falls under that, you know, category. She does. Up until recently. And then you got to think about this. Going back to your original point about business, that would be like the greatest marketing tool. It is. a, gr- And that that's another thing that I give them a plus on is they are really giving people a chance that wouldn't have a chance. You see, and that's another thing, you know, I think that this is showing real tolerance, you know, that they are allowing her to compete in the women's division and everything, and they're going to push her, you know, and even though they, they're probably going to get backlash for it, you know, they're going to do it anyway, you know, that shows real tolerance. And I'm really happy that they're not doing a stereotypical transgender like Sonny was. You know what I'm saying? Rubbing on people and, you know, touching motherfuckers and being a Goldust-esque character. Mm-hmm. It's better for them to have a serious transgender wrestler to back. Right. But, you know, I'm uh, I'm actually for this, you know, as uh, Sam Spade says, you know, it's different than it is in the UFC. You know, this is uh, scripted, you know, they already know who's going to win. You know, before they go out there. Right. You know, it's not right. 100% competitive. And, you know, if she does uh, win the women's title, you know, it's not like she's going to go compete with the men. You know, she, she'd she be a mainstay in the women's division. And like Sam Spade said, intergender matches are becoming a thing right. that's regular. So yeah, they're becoming really regular should... with the point of, I mean, China kind of kicked all of this mm-hmm. shit off. You know what I'm saying? Jackie used to do it. Tessa Blanchard's really popular mm-hmm. right now. Right. So it really shouldn't matter anyway. Exactly. You know? I'm all for it. Most definitely. All right. Uh, the Lucha Bros and motherfucking Young Bucks. Another great one. I guess Ray Phoenix is okay. My God. I that just, just want to point out that might be match of the year. I just wanted to point out the spot with the uh, Canadian destroyer off the ladder through the table. Dear Lord. I mean, uh, as great a spot that was, that's not what got me. What got me was when each team had a brother pinned down to do a move off a ladder or off a rope or whatever. And instead of helping the other brother, they just said, fuck it, we're going to see who does it better. That shit was funny to me. They did that shit like twice. <laughs> But of yeah. course, that, that shit was funny to me. Surprisingly enough, the Lucha Bros retain, and I'm starting to respect the business aspect of the Young Bucks because I thought they were going to be just like they were in ROH or New Japan or anywhere else and just win, 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 and never sell anything. Now, this is uh, the first uh, loss for the Young Bucks on AEW uh, TV. But, yeah, I get what you're saying, though, Art. And, you know, the Lucha Bros, they're a quality tag team. I mean, they're my picks to be first uh, AEW tag team champions. Right. Love well, somebody, got, somebody in the brass got to lose, you know. Yeah. And, you know, they're somebody really good about lose. that. You know, Cody does it. You know, Omega just uh, yeah. put over uh, Pac. Yeah, they're you know? really good at at least making their talent. Right. They, 
even though you know that they're executives of the company, they're not worried about so much winning for themselves. Right, it's not the them It's not show. like Jeff Jarrett was doing mm-hmm. or franchise Shane Douglas was doing or, mm-hmm. you know, what Tommy Dreamer, you know, they're doing more of what Tommy Dreamer was doing in ECW. Right. Instead of him being the baby face that everybody loved and just winning all the time, Tommy Dreamer was making people look good in matches and losing and making it where people wanted to see him more. Mm-hmm. All right. So, uh, since we're talking about AEW tag teams, I feel like we have to bring up LAX. I am so happy that they made the choice to come to, to, to AEW because... I feel like the AEW Tag Team Division is going to be thriving, and they are going to do nothing but help that and benefit from that. Now, here's the question. Are they going to be able to use the LAX name? I think they've already got a new name. I'm trying to think of what it is. I can't really think of what it is, but they already have a new name. Do you know, Sam Spade, what it is? I it, it escapes me right now. I just but know I that am they're calling them. The contract that they signed is not exclusive, though. Yeah, I know that. Just it's know not? that they're calling them Santana Ortiz. Yeah, well, like I said, though, uh, Santana Ortiz is uh, one of my favorite uh, tag teams that aren't in uh, WWE. Okay, uh, let's talk about one of the things that bothers me about AEW: Orange Cassidy. Good lord. Eh, 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 eh. Well, he is funny. He is the Mark's favorite. Like, they cannot get enough of this guy. That little nigga funny. <laughs> I would say it sounds like Spade's a big fan of this so, guy. So, no, it no, no, seems no, no, no. like... I didn't say a big fan. I just said he's funny. It seems like him and the best though, friends are a thing. He's funny. Unfortunately, because I really like the best friends. Yeah, it know. seems like him and the best friends are a thing. Stupid with his hands. I, I, I got a problem with that whole name thing. Best friend, that's the best thing I come up with. Best friend. <laughs> <laughs> I think I aside, Trent Beretta and Chuck and uh Chuck, they're pretty good in the ring, you know. They're a quality tag team in my opinion. <laughs> Y'all could have said the the the, the bro hoes or <laughs> the bro mates. They've already best got, friends. That was, that was the tag team in Impact. The bro mates were are the bro mates. <laughs> but. Well, it's pretty but close. Best friends? That's it? Apparently, they're best friends, Sam Spade. I mean, that's why I said Undertaker, okay, tall black, I mean, tall white dude that likes biking. I don't get what's the flash behind this Orange Cassidy guy. Nobody wants to see him stand there with his hands in his pocket, throwing these pussy-footed-ass punches and kicks and shit. He did do a, a plancha, though. With his, with his hands, hands in his, in his pocket. pockets! And then starts slapping you in slow motion. Yeah. I don't get it. I honestly don't get it. It's just another gimmick thing. You know, I think eventually it's going to pass, though. You know, gimmicks like that always do. You know? I honestly don't get it. Hey, Art, I got you. He's Steve Stifler. Still don't get it. I figured you would know who Steve Stifler is. I get Stifler, Uh, American Pie. No. My God, this guy is terrible at everything, and everybody loves him. I just, I don't, I don't get it. 
The WWE I mean, his whole his whole career has been in his pocket the whole time. That's kind of awesome. Cause he didn't just stand there; he did some shit. That that's pretty funny. And he got that whole, I know I'm the shit, so fuck you, look. <laughs> I get it. I mean, I get, I, I, I guess. It, whatever. I mean, I, mean, you yeah, know, I think it's supposed to be entertaining. You know? It's a fresh heel. I mean, I guess it's supposed to be, but I... I fuck it's a him. fresh heel. <laughs> fuck him. He's not even a heel. No, no that's some heel shit he did. I don't hear That's some heel. I mean, he might not be a heel, but that's some heel shit he did. He's always doing heel things, but I just, I mean, I guess it's whatever. He doesn't have to be everybody's cup of tea, Art. He definitely not mine. I don't even like tea. I hate tea. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, all right, as a whole, all out, what'd you think? Go ahead, Spade. I want to give a shout out to uh, Chris, I mean, I'm sorry, JR for calling the walls of Jericho when he did the walls of Jericho during the match. Yeah, that shit was funny to me. They've been dropping that for a while. <laughs> they they kept like the other dudes kept saying, you know, the the lion tamer and all. He was like the walls of Jericho. I'm like, oh, Jr., you motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, it was good to hear Jr. Anyway, absolutely. I mean, I know he calls New Japan with um. Josh Barnett. Yeah, Josh Barnett. I was gonna say former UFC fighter, huh. but they uh, need to get Tony Schiavone. Yeah. And sh- uh, shout out to Shivani for becoming all elite. Mm-hmm. I can't they wait need to, to get him. him. Yeah, he used to call, he called matches in MLW. Let's not forget his. If huge, they get him and Jr. on the team, oh shit! Yeah, his huge stuff in WCW, and this ought to be interesting because this will be the first time that Jr. and Shivani have ever uh, color commentated together. Oh, to be the two lead announcers of the Attitude, of the Attitude era. era when the Monday Night Wars were going All on. All they need is Joey Styles and they'd have everybody. Well, let's not. Joey Styles is never coming back. <laughs> Joey Styles quit in the most awesome way possible. Well, not to the WWE, but he might do a AEW. Hey, I doubt it. No one wants him. Uh, see, Joey Styles, he's my favorite like single announcer, like he carried ECW the commentary team for years by himself. By himself, he's literally the only reason they actually start giving him guest commentators is just to appease the uh, PBV crowd. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I mean, you know? I, I believe if Joey Styles ever comes back, the only way to have him is by himself. By I mean, himself, literally the only person I could think of is that hasn't done been that. done since, and never be done after. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So let's. I, I've always said this. Bobby Heenan is probably the greatest commentator of all time. Can we agree on that? Nope. Me neither. Really? I, absolutely not. I never, Bobby I didn't Heenan? really like Bobby the Brain on commentary. I loved him as a manager. You know, I didn't he really like him He was one of the greatest managers. I didn't really, really? like him on commentary. Yeah. Uh, my personal favorite announcer of all time is Mauro Ranallo, and that's because he's done UFC, boxing, wrestling, and he has a passion for commentating like nobody on the planet. And mm-hmm. he'll call out every single move that you see, and he knows them all the way through. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to let that slide because, A, you you probably haven't heard many of Bobby Heenan's greatest moments, which is fine because they're kind of hard to find. I've lived through Bobby Heenan's greatest moments. I was going to say, he's moments. lived through it. I haven't, though. <laughs> I've been there. I've been around for him. And personally, like, 
I'm not taking anything away from Heenan. You know what I'm saying? I believe him and Gorilla Monsoon were one of the best commentating tag teams ever. But I just think Mauro Ronaldo has a larger encyclopedia of just combat sports, period. Mm-hmm. He's, he's uh, commentated across different brands, different sports, different, like, everything. And he has a knowledge of the wrestling, the UFC, the boxing, just everything around. And if, if it was, like, a personal commentated thing, I love the Macho Man when he was on commentary with Vince McMahon. You got beat, brother. Yeah, see, I mean, <laughs> and when the match, when, it's uh, just a personal, you Fraser know, thing. lost to the one, two, three kid. I remember that. I remember that. <laughs> you got beat. What do you want me to say? <laughs> well, we'd love to hear what you guys think are the best commentators of all time. We would. But so the point we bring it up was, I was getting ready to say to you, kind of shitted on it, was that as great as Bobby Heenan was, he had to have somebody to be great. Yeah, he did. Definitely. You know, whether it's Gorilla Monsoon, whether it's Vince McMahon, Jerry, well, I don't think Jerry Lawler and him every day. No, he had, uh, he had Jesse Ventura. Yeah, yeah. No, it wasn't Bobby Heenan. That was um, Gorilla Monsoon that had Ventura. Um, Tony Schiavone and, um, you know, when he's in WCW. Yeah, you know, he, he always great. had someone. But he had to have somebody. Joey Styles was, he didn't need nobody. Right. No, I, I think... I think it made him worse. I think it actually made him worse when he did have somebody. When he was doing color. Yeah, because they were always they were always stepping on his toes. Mm-hmm. Now I will say this: when they first did Taz, before we knew who Taz like, before we knew that was Peter. Mm-hmm. When they first did the first thing with Taz and him, that was actually pretty good. Yeah, they I fed like off Taz. each other. They, you Me know, you too. can tell they had like a friendship, you know, outside of the ring or outside of the bro- or the company, or whatever. Yeah, I like Taz that and Michael Cole cool. as a team too. That is the one time I could actually stand Michael Cole on commentary. Him and Taz were awesome together. But AEW is yeah. going to have a pretty good commentating team with Shivani and Jr. Yeah, this ought to be interesting to see how it goes. But uh, Spade, you were giving us your thoughts on the show on the AEW show. Yeah, yeah. on All Out. Um, I give it uh, a minus. Yeah. All right. A minus. Um, now there were a lot of botches. Yeah, a lot. A lot of botches. Botchamania is going to have a field day. <laughs> now with that being said, goddamn, that show was fucking nuts. Yeah, it was really good. It was really good. It I'll was give it nuts. To him. I'll give it to him, especially for because really they didn't promote this one that much. Well, I mean, they did, but they didn't really do it in the coming weeks. Not, not like, like they did All like In. Their main promotion came from when they first came out. All In had all the promotions. Well, All In was their first show, wasn't it? Uh-huh. I said All In was their Even first Fight show. Even Fight for the Fallen didn't have a lot of promotion like, you yeah. know what I'm saying, like All In did. This one had barely any. All In was their first show. That's though. letting you know that their fan base is getting locked in. I've said it on this show a million times, or probably say it a million times more. Yeah, I think they pretty much have a lock on their fan base, you right, know? Right. It's theirs, you know? Yeah. There's no competition, you know, for the the hardcore, we love really good wrestling fans. Exactly. It's, it's theirs. All right, Sam, I know you didn't Except watch this. Japan. I know you didn't watch this, but we're going to run through NXT Cardiff right fast. Um, the tag match, Gunner. 
Loved it, loved it, loved it. That motherfucker was awesome. Uh, Mandrews. It was Mandrews and uh, Flash Boys and Webster against the grizzled young veterans. uh, That's Zach Gibson and James Drake against Gallus, Wolfgang, and and Mark Coffey. You know, in my opinion, if uh, they would start doing Joe Coffee and Mark Coffee, the Coffee Boys would win the tag titles. I mean, I just think that they're kind of uh, using the wrong well, Joe uh, Coffee had his hands full. He did. He did. And we'll get to that. But like I said, it was a great match. You know, I thought it would be where it really was. You know, I didn't really care who won because you know, I like all three of these teams. Uh, the way it ends is uh, the Grizzle Young Veterans hit their finisher, that Tombstone Coldbreaker move. Sick. And uh, they uh, he sends uh, James Drake James Drake out for the dive on right. the on uh, Gallus, mm-hmm. and then he goes for the pinfall. And Mandrews hits one of the best shooting star presses since Evan Bourne. Love that one. On his back while he's pinning his partner and flip him over and they get the win at the hometown. Yeah, I mean. The two Welsh boys. It was so nice to see that, you know. I know I usually get on the show and, you know, go, oh, we don't all get happy endings or whatever. But it was nice to see a happy ending. You know WWE has a problem with letting people win in their hometown. Absolutely, absolutely. And like I said, it was nice to see that, you know. I know we say a lot on the show we don't really like thrown together tag teams, but this one works. I mean, yeah. See, that's the thing. There are a lot of thrown together tag teams which we're going to get into later when we mm. talk about Dolph Ziggler and Bobby Roode. Good lord! But this team does a lot of tandem offense together, and they complement each other really good. Perfectly. This yeah. is this is one of the best thrown together teams since the bar. Exactly. I think this is the best thrown together team. Since the bar. I'd agree with you. Mandrews and Flash Morgan Webster. Yeah. I mean, there are a couple teams who've been thrown together in the past couple years that really work. You know, that got their name together. Like the Street Profits, they really work. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? There are a couple other teams that were thrown together that really work. But this one right here is something different. Daniel Bryan and Eric Rowan. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, you know, uh, Drew McIntyre, Dolph Ziggler. But... This one works because it kind of seems like they've already been a team for years. Mm -hmm. And this was a great thing to see. Yeah. All right. uh, Tony Storm and Kaylee Ray. I was definitely shocked. I would have bet almost anything Tony Storm would have won that match. But Kaylee Ray walks out of their new NXT UK. She hit this lady with so many gory bombs. But I like the way she did it to, to finish, though. She gory-bombed gory her, bombed the ropes, her onto the ropes and then, and then picked her, her up and gory-bombed her again. Now, this one was personal, you know. Tony's, Tony and uh, Kaylee Ray were friends before they got to XT UK. You know, Tony was talking about how... Her you know, dad abandoned her. She has no friends and all that stuff. She was getting in Tony Storm's ass on the microphone. She was. She was. This one was definitely personal. And shit, it it wrestled like it was. Mm-hmm. It wrestled like it was. It was a strong match. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, Joe Coffey and Mastiff. Dave Mastiff. Oh, man, that one was just that physical. That one was physical, like, baby. They broke the ring thirty like two minutes into the match. Two minutes into the match, he Irish whips him in the corner and the top turnbuckle comes off. I mean, he had to Irish whip him with the force of Hercules or something to make that top and turnbuckle And he damn sure sold off. it, too. He did. That was, and then the fucking, the, 
like uh, chicken with the chairs and shit. They're mm-hmm. running into each other with chairs. They're suplexing each other off of scaffolds and shit. And these are two big motherfuckers. Man, these guys are huge, man. They tore that arena down. They tore that arena up. And they were trying to work their way back up to their feet on these boxes. And Joe Coffey kicks Dave Mastiff's box out the way. And yeah. he falls back down for the 10 count. Yeah, I feel like, you know, that that was a good way to end this. You know, it kind of, it, it proves that Joe Coffey's smart. You know, it saves Dave Mastiff's from, you know, looking weak. Yeah, he does. I, I love the way that Dave Mastiff lost because he hasn't really lost any matches. Yeah, and not many. The way he he lost this match didn't make him look weak at all. Right. And it still makes Joe Coffey look strong, smart, and ready for a title shot, mm-hmm. which he's already had one. But, yeah, he was, you know, uh, Pete Dunn, that was a terrible time to get a title shot because mm-hmm. Pete Dunn wasn't letting nobody get shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Speaking of a title. Okay. Uh, Walter against Tyler Bate. Hard-hitting, fucking crazy at first, in the beginning, Tyler Bate was using his speed, and then Walter just started catching his ass, power bombing him on the apron again. That was a great match. It really was. You know, they you, they went hard. You forget, you know, if you haven't seen Tyler Bate in a while, you forget how strong this man is. Because he's so small. Exactly. You know, he doesn't look like it, but that dude is powerful. I mean, he lifted Walter under his shoulders and everything. Right. The, uh... The move where he's standing with one hand between his legs and he's holding them, just holding them in the air, mm-hmm. and does like a half suplex. That it makes it makes Pete Dunn look like a fucking circus strongman. I mean, Tyler not Bate. Tyler, yeah, Bate. Tyler Bate. It makes Tyler Bate look like a fucking like he should have been part of the Vod Villains. <laughs> yeah, but Takeover at Caliph was definitely it was awesome. definitely worth the watch, dude. Even though it's over, you definitely should check it out. It awesome, was worth awesome. it. It was definitely worth it. All right, man. Let's get into some Raw SmackDown NXT type shit. Okay. All right. Uh, first things first, King of the Ring tournament, Monday Night Raw, uh, Cesaro's first person eliminated by Samoa Joe, which was pretty expected. Yeah, you, you kind of called that one. Did anybody see it going any differently? Mm-hmm. No. No, because great match, though. I'll give yeah. him that. He wasn't able to swing Samoa Joe's big ass that hard that much. Not like he did at TakeOver. He swung the guy at TakeOver, that Dragunov guy, mm-hmm. for 40 seconds. Art's referencing that uh, Cesaro actually had a match at NXT UK TakeOver. And honestly, I hope he stays over there because I feel like he's he'd, respected. Be, he'd be more well-respected over there. He could have great matches over there because he had a great one over there. And I'd like over. to see him make a run at the UK title because him and Walter would be a crazy, yeah, me crazy too. matchup. I hope he stays over there, to be honest. But uh, Cesaro gets eliminated first, and then comes the fucking shocker. Ricochet over Drew McIntyre. Everybody's pumping Drew McIntyre like he's ready for a title shot, and the guy can't get a win off to save his life. I give up. I honestly and truly, I think I might have to give up. Like, my expectations are too high at this point for, for what they're doing with Drew McIntyre, in my opinion. Like, and I keep getting let down. I give up. Faye, what do you think? Uh, Drew's fine. He's fine. See, that's I mean, what I think. Probably, not by, it's not by the end of the year, probably in January, by Royal Rumble time. He'll get the title. He's fine. 
I feel like it's just like no you matter what you say, it's pretty much the flavor of the month right now. So they're yeah. just capitalizing on that. I feel like no matter how not, many not matches, not that there's anything wrong with that, mind you, because he is the shit. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. No matter but, how many matches Drew McIntyre loses, people are still going to back him. As they should. I mean, Drew McIntyre yeah, has all the goods, all of them. Him losing Ricochet puts Ricochet on a on a big level for now. So mm-hmm. he, he's fine. I get you. All right, uh, tag team turmoil, guys. Why? Why, why, why do they do this? So first, the War Raiders or Viking Raiders or uh, Experience or for whatever the, Viking the fuck. Viking Experience, I think No, it it's the Viking Raiders, I believe. Oh, the Viking Raiders now. Sorry. And their finisher is the Viking Experience. Second dumbest name ever behind Best Friends. <laughs> okay, so... They eliminate the B team first, and then they get Gallows and Anderson, and they both get disqualified. And then Rooting Rude and Ziggler come out, and they run through four teams. You see, the, this I know the Raw tag team. I know I like to say the Raw tag team divisions had some pretty low points, but I, th- I honestly think this is the lowest. Like they just buried their entire tag team division. With two guys they just thrown together that night. That never teamed together before. Did hardly any, if all, uh, tandem offense. Tandem offense. I, I honestly think that it's just them saying that the Raw Tag Team division, the Raw Tag Team titles, they don't matter. I mean, at Clash of Champions, is going to be pretty much four single superstars competing for them. Which is a problem. A big problem, in my opinion. I think I look at it is that you know you got the Usos, New Day. Well, let's let's wait, 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 wait. Let's take out the Usos because you know Jimmy likes to drink. Well, we we won't go there. Yeah, we won't go there. We we won't go there. He's a fucking idiot for that, but we won't go there. But you know, you got those two. You got like maybe like three or four handful more teams. That are like the least. So they ran through the revival. Then then you got everybody else. So they ran through the revival. They ran through heavy machinery. They ran through the Lucha House Party. Party, And they beat. um, Who was the last team they beat? Heavy machinery was the last team. Yeah, that was the last team they beat. They beat the Lucha House Party. They beat the revival. No, they beat four teams all together. Are they the fourth team? I don't I don't think so, but either way, they ran through three established tag teams. Mm-hmm. And they had just worked together for the first time. They did no tandem offense. They each hit their finishers on somebody to get pinfalls. Like That's what we call clear booking. But at it's Clash of Ch- at Clash of Champions, you're gonna have Rollins and Strowman. Who are gonna wrestle first? Are they wrestling first? That's what the they keep saying title? on their promos. They keep saying that they're wrestling each other first, and then they're gonna wrestle for the tag title. I highly doubt the universal title goes. Back well, that's the what Rude and Ziggler title. said on the promo. Well, Rude and Ziggler probably just building up their own match. I highly doubt the the Raw yeah, Tag Team titles what go after the Universal Title match. That's what they're saying, basically. And I wouldn't doubt it because the Universal the Universal Title has been going first in every other pay per view. So why not? It has. Yeah. Then we Brock and uh, Seth went first before 
Uh, Rock and stuff. Wait, Mania. Yeah, you're yeah, right. Yeah, they went first. You know what I'm saying? They've uh, they wrestled before the WWE title on every show. You know, Randy Orton mm-hmm. pretty much uh, went after at SummerSlam. Uh, like the whole thing is just it's just awkward to me to have them wrestling two times that night and every title's on the line. I don't like this story, like at all. It's really weird to me. Uh, Sasha Banks return. Now, I thought Natty was supposed to be injured. You know, I don't. I don't see why Sasha and Natty wrestled. You know, I thought. Yeah, she was really, she was really selling that arm injury the past two or three weeks. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, she's healed enough to have a match on Raw. Yeah, well, to be fair, you know, probably wasn't a real, real injury. Cause well, I know, but if you're selling it, then you're supposed to be selling it, which, I mean, that's how... K-Fabe s- is dead, man. Yeah, K-Fabe is pretty much dead. Pretty much. Dead but, as fuck, man. You know, any of that shit, man. We, everybody's superhuman. <laughs> that's how, I mean, that's how Sasha won was with the arm. She put the bank statement on, uh, cross-face one arm. I can't front. I like this Sasha, and I like this Bailey. See, I told you he was going to bring it up. He, yeah, but we'll we'll talk about you know the other stuff first. But no, Sasha as a heel, in, Sasha <laughs> as a heel. Um, Gunner says it's going to be different from the other Sasha Bankses that we've seen. I think so. Like every time, like the entire, Sasha Banks has been a face on the main roster the entire time she's been up there. Except you know, for except what for team bad when she first got there, and she wasn't anywhere near the title then. But you know, I think heel Sasha will be the Sasha Banks we all want to see. You know, the one that actually gets to hold on to the title and gets to defend the title and isn't used to build up somebody's uh, numbers. I'm not going to name names, Art, but you know who I'm talking. I think about. she's channeling her NXT days. Exactly. And that's when she was at her best. When she was in, when she was uh, in NXT, in my opinion. When she was a heel down there, she was hated, hated. <laughs> but they always paid to see her. Yeah, they did. they did. I mean, nobody hated her more than Izzy. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And I think she's starting to get back to those roots, which is good. Because as much as I love Becky, I'm kind of getting tired of seeing her. Uh, not necessarily me. I think Becky's doing some things that haven't been done yet. I think that her fire is really going out, going out. You know, that's what happens when you got these red hot people and they're so hot, they're so hot, they're so hot, and then the fire goes out a little bit, and then people are all, "Oh, it's time to move on now." Yeah, I get what you mean. There is such uh, thing as called overdone. Exactly. Then when things go overdone, and then they get cool down a little, and now things aren't the same. Yeah, she Becky kind of. But, but the Sasha few will, you know, kind of freshen it up a little bit. So yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think Becky Becky kind of needed. See, as as a huge face that she was, she needed Ronda Rousey to complete that, you know, that transition to the face that she was making. Mm-hmm. And now she needs another super antagonist to go against her, and Sasha is that exactly. And that's. Like, you know, Becky always says she's what somebody's career needs. Well, Sasha is what her career needs right now. Mm-hmm. And this ought to be interesting to see. Can't wait. All right. Um, let's talk about this uh, Roman Reigns, Eric Rowan, who did it mystery. 
I'm honestly hoping that, you know, now that we've figured out who did it, you know, it'll be over. Which it was basically ruined the whole time. Yeah. Not really getting into this feud, to be honest, you know. So we don't, technically we don't really know if it was actually ruined. We just saw him. Right. Back there. And then Daniel and Bryan, Bryan starts smacking him. <laughs> I hate liars. I hate liars. You lied to me. Psh, psh. Right, that was... It's weird. It's really weird. This is going to be interesting. I'm not going to point that out. They, they really don't put Daniel Bryan in, like, really stupid-ass angles. Yeah, but Daniel has a way of working these dumb-ass angles to the point where it actually makes sense. I don't I, know if yeah, he can do it this, this is going to be interesting where it turns out. Time. Like, I kind of got a feeling that, you know, this whole I hate liars, blah, 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 is a front. But it could be a way for him to turn back face again. Well, he got speared at the end of it. He did. Yeah. Which was made no sense, really, because if Rowan did it, why are you hitting Daniel Bryan? Maybe because Roman thinks that that Daniel doesn't believe Daniel, you know? Yeah, because that's basically what I read in the article. At first, it was supposed to be Braun Strowman that was doing the stuff. And then it was supposed to be uh, Daniel Bryan. Mm-hmm. that was doing it. So, we pretty much still don't know if it was Daniel Bryan or was it Eric Rowan by himself. They didn't mention Rowan's twin at all. <laughs> yeah. Rowan's father, as people on the internet right. like to call him. <laughs> didn't mention him at all. Gave us that at the end of SmackDown last week and didn't tell us shit. Yeah. So, it's just a weird dynamic of what's happening. Yeah. Before we get yeah. off SmackDown, can we no, talk about... No, we're going about... to the King of the Ring. I was we're gonna... not even off SmackDown yet. I was going yet. to bring up the Buddy Murphy losing and everything. That's what we're going to right. next. Buddy Murphy versus Ali. Which is shocking to me that Buddy Murphy, you know, loses because they did all this great work, you know, making him look good Building against Roman up. and Daniel Bryan, and then he loses in the first round of King of Kings. King of the Ring. King of the Ring. King of the Ring. Sorry. Well, yeah, I remember they still owe Ali because you got to remember Kofi wouldn't be where he is if one foot well, that's Ali his fault. went down in the first place. Well, if we're gonna if we're gonna do Ali and everything, then they should. I would I would wish that they would just uh, do it outside the King of the Ring. You know, don't. Yeah, just... it happens all the time when someone gets injured and their spot gets taken. They don't just pick up where they left off. You got to rebuild that, and you know, either come back stronger and harder. Or, you know, they kind of build it during promos. They don't just take somebody that they spent the last two or three months building up. and then, That's why Omega lost to Neville. And then shit on them. And, you know, like I said, if they're going to uh, build Ali back up, you know, I think that's great. I think he deserves it and everything. But I wish that they would do it, you know, outside the King of the Ring, you know, so... When he wins the first round of the King of Rings, it doesn't look like, you know, Buddy Murphy just got beat by someone who's who's been losing matches. Right. Who's no, been on Buddy Murphy show. got time. He's white. <laughs> yeah. He has time. He does, yeah. but you you kind of wanted him to pick up some steam, especially after getting a win over Daniel Bryan clean. Right. I was hoping that he'd get some steam and everything and make it at least a few rounds into this King of the Ring. He, he's fine. Again, he's white. He's fine. He'll be okay. I know. It's just, you know, something I was hoping would happen, but just he, wishful he's thinking. He's fine. He's fine. 
<laughs> he's white. Well, he, he probably won't win it for another couple months, but he, he's fine. He, he's, uh, he's not AEW bound. He's, he's fine. Australian, mate. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, Chad Gable and uh, Shelton Benjamin, which I just want to point out all those short jokes Shelton Benjamin been making. <laughs> the one where Chad Gable's doing an interview and he posts that sign on the door that says you have to be this tall to enter the King of the Ring. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> that was funny as hell. Short jokes. <laughs> but once again, here's a guy that comes out of nowhere and gets a win in the King of the Ring tournament out of nowhere. Okay, I'm fine with this one because they weren't really building Sheldon Benjamin up either, either. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. And he didn't lose in a way that made him look bad. He lost to like a roll up pin. Yeah. Because he was pretty much dominating that whole match. I get you. That I give Gable over Benjamin, you know, Gable could use it more. Well, you know, I had been pumping Gable for a long time. I had been, you know, bigging him up as one of the better wrestlers. He got his ass kicked in this match. This doesn't really show. I, what I mean, but even 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 above all the short jokes, they got to give him the dub. They got to give him the dub. Yeah, <laughs> they got to give him his just due. All right, Randy. Randy Orton, you RKO, you and everybody. You take shit like weeks, and then you still lose the match. Come on, now. Yeah. That's fucked up. It's all good, though. Yeah. I mean, he's not going to make it probably past this round of the King of the Ring. Because yeah. we still got two first-round matches left. Nah, SmackDown was ending the first round. Was it? Okay. Yeah. Well, he's he's going on, and he'll he'll probably lose the next one. I got to think so. Gotta he'll probably be so. in the finals. He probably won't win it, but he'll probably be in the finals. Chad Gable? Yep. The I way it's going this. right now, I would not put it past I got to see I this. I really wouldn't. I definitely got to see this. All right, uh, Randy Owen, I mean, Randy Orton just killing the New Day. Because he's RKOing their ass like there's no tomorrow and nobody else left the RKO. <laughs> so I'm just going to RKO the New Day repeatedly. And they're hitting 3Ds on their ass and the whole nine. FT RKO. Fuck the revival, Keith Orton. <laughs> hey, Spade, what do you think? I mean, fuck the revival. Man, don't start. That's how I feel. Fuck the revival. And they got. I mean, don't even, I, mean I fucked with them because they're pretty much the modern day brain busters, as far as I'm concerned. I, I mean, I, I was hoping somebody else saw it. You know, I mean, I, I said that. When they first released the WC, I'm damn WCW, eh, wrong, NXT. I'm like, oh, nigga, that's R. Anderson right yeah, there. That's, that's Ole and R. And all over again. All over again, yep. <laughs> oh, that spine buster R. gave an AEW. All that shit was Yes. Stiff. Oh, I forgot to bring that up. Such that a moment, so dog. Such mm-hmm. a And he still got it. <laughs> oh, shit, that was stiff. He still got the spine buster. I, Absolutely, I love seeing that. Love seeing it. I but mean, it, it broke my heart to see him go against Tully, though. Well, it broke my heart. Like, oh, it's the Brave Busters. No, you can't yeah. do that. What the fuck are y'all doing? That broke my heart. Either way, all right. Um, Sorry, way off. Yeah, handed. revival. Kofi, revival. Randy Orton, Kofi Kingston, New Day. Now, I like this pairing of Randy Orton and Revival. I hope they keep them together. 
You know, so they can yeah, actually I think this is actually better than Legacy was. I'll just going to say this ain't nothing but a better version of Legacy. Yeah, I think That's so, That's all too. it is. And Only you, reason why, because DiBiase fucked Legacy up. You think so? Yes, DiBiase was a botch master. <laughs> he was terrible. He was terrible. I know you heard the uh, the... The story that Cody Rose telling about him not kicking out when they had this two segment match and they're four minutes into the match and DiBiase didn't kick out and he ran to the back and told Vince, "Where's that ref? He's trying to fuck on me." <laughs> yeah, but you yeah, know, Cody, he was still pretty young there too and everything. But I admit he was better than DiBiase. He's way better than DiBiase. Like. Yeah. Hands down, there's not even a comparison between Rhodes and DiBiase. It's Rhodes. Even back then? Yes. 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 Cody's yeah. always been a standout. Yeah. Always. Even when he was like this baby face teaming with Hardcore Holly. Mm-hmm. He's always been a standout. But my point is, Randy Orton and The Revival are a way better version of this than it was back then. I think so, too. And I think... The Revival compliment Randy Orton because their heel tactics is just as good as his. Mm -hmm. You know, they separate, they divide and conquer motherfuckers. That's what they do. Mm -hmm. They pick one person, drag them away from the rest of his group, and beat the shit out of them. (laughs) Absolutely. The Revival is one of my favorite tag teams on the roster. I don't know why. Because they're awesome, Art. Don't start with me. And they actually have a shot at Wait, you said you don't know why? That's what I said. How dare you? He's a hater. He's a hater, like always. You're, you're, no, you're the biggest hater wrong. you they're, are. They're not my favorite tag team, Love but they're my right. top three. Uh, I guess, if that's what you say. They're, they're my top three. I mean, they have the psychology down to a T. Mm-hmm. Anytime you can take a team that's current now and it makes you think about an old school team, that's psychology. Because you don't see that a lot nowadays. I'll give it to them. They're great at tag team wrestling. I don't have I don't have to like them to give them credit. No, no, but you you, you, you gotta give them credit though. I, I don't have to like them to give them credit. I'm, I don't care if you don't like them. Well, you don't even give them credit. I do give well, I them credit. I need to give them credit though. I do give them credit. I just they're just not in my top three. Uh, I mean, that's fine. You know. Yeah. You know what I'm, saying? I'm just saying they they are. You know, the Usos are the greatest tag team and to me. Here we go. Randy Orton. It can only go higher for them. I think so, Even too. if, like, Randy decides to turn on him like he's been known to do, well, which you know, I highly doubt in this case, at Clash of Champions, the shit out of him. At Clash of Champions, they'll be facing the New Day for the tag team titles. They're SmackDown tag team titles. I hope they win them. Even though they're a raw team. See, that's where this wild card shit fucks me over. It's not like this is the first time it's happened, though. No, I'm just tired of them saying the wild card shit. Why don't they just have a freelance show where anybody can go to Raw, anybody can go to SmackDown, you know then the, all the shit will make oh, sense. Oh, in October, it's, it's going to be like that, trust. Did you know we're actually talking about, I've actually heard rumors that they're talking about a draft before the SmackDown thing hits? Like, I think that they're finally going to disband the wild card rule. I they just need to just get rid do. of it, period, and just go back to the days where motherfuckers would pop up on both shows. I like the whole I just separated don't want thing. Them, I just don't want them to overuse someone. I like the whole separated they, brand thing. WWE has a habit of overusing motherfuckers. They do. 
and I was hoping that this wild card rule would give people the the chance to get on. That well, in the beginning of the not. wild card, you know, it was only made for Roman Reigns and fucking Becky uh, Lynch. Yeah, Becky like Lynch. Becky Lynch. Like they were the only ones that were going back and forth. So, yeah, I mean, we'll just have to see what's up. All right, a couple minutes left. You already know what time it is. It's time for Sam Space to get into his real shit segment, man. He's going to break us off something proper and let Uh, us have this shit. Yes, yes, My real shit segment. Let's take it back a couple decades to the WCW days. You know, it was a time where people would come home from work or school or practice or whatever and It'd be 7.30. Football. You know, whatever you were doing, you had to like, you had 20 minutes left to get ready to watch Nitro. And then you turn on Nitro, and then an hour later, you turn on Raw, and you flick through the channels, and then you kept watching whatever was the hot shit for that day. Exactly. The previous channel button was wore off on everybody's remote. Everybody's shit had that shit worn off, nigga. Everybody. (laughs) You know. And I bring that up to say that, you know, the IWC tends to think that this type of shit is going to repeat when AEW hits TNT this fall. Yeah, it does. Everybody thinks that it's going to be the Wednesday Night Wars. And my thing is this. On the surface, it actually does have the potential to be that because NXT is that good and AEW has that mystique about it that it actually could erupt into something of that nature, but never on that level. It'll never be on that level. Never. I'm not going to lie to you, dog. I give it a year. I give it a year before AEW's drowning in its own mess. I doubt Uh, it. No, I think AEW's going to survive for a while. I give them about five years before they start realizing that all all the money in the world ain't going to just fix everything. I give it a I year. give them about five years. I give it they a year. They do have a, a great roster, and the way they started things out, they are pretty legit. I give it a year before they're drowning in the piss that they made, because if they're going to push motherfuckers like Orange Cassidy and all that type of shit, they're going to be drowning in no, their own piss, because they're going to have main event matches that can't go 30, 40 minutes. Dog, just because he's there does not mean they're going to push him to the moon. But the but the marks are begging for it. And they have a habit of giving the marks what they want. Vince doesn't give a shit what you want. <laughs> You're going to eat this and love it with a <laughs> smile on your face. Yeah, well, maybe they need to uh, take uh, some of that in consideration. I mean, I, And I don't think they are. I don't I think, think they're going to they do will, it. Though. I mean, they got to know that fans don't really know what they want all the time. You know, they get bored easily. I mean, this is common knowledge. All right, listen to this. No longer than two months ago, all the McMahon family came out and said, we're going to start listening to the people. We're going to give you what you want, and we're going to listen to you. They haven't given us a fucking thing. Dog. They don't give a shit what we want. On the other end, AEW's giving you everything you want. And they're going to drown in it. I highly it, doubt they, they that still haven't given a CM Punk yet. So. No one can convince CM Punk to come back. If they could, believe me, they would. But they did something that WWE couldn't do. They had CM Punk doing interviews. 
Yeah, they did. Where Punk said, yeah, you know, I think Tony Khan gets that. If, if his pocket's that damn, well, I don't know. Because CM Punk don't come off of me that type of money hungry dude. I don't know. He doesn't need it. Back. Yeah, I don't think right. he doesn't need the money. Not only does he have his fight money from the USC and his WWE money built up because he never had any time off, but he's also got a fucking wife who has WWE money and book money now. Yeah, that'll be all right. They don't need the money. It's all in whether he wants to come back. I swear, if he if he if he fights again in UFC, kill he's gonna yourself. get his ass whooped again. Kill yourself. He's terrible. Damn, Sam Spade. He's terrible. Just, just, just kill yourself. He's terrible. That's just like, I don't mean thing. that literally, but that's a phrase that I came up with when I saw one of the worst videos ever. And oh my god, do y'all want me to share this video in, in real quick? Oh my god, we got about four minutes left on the air here. All right, I'll make it two minutes. So I'm checking my Facebook Messenger, and one of my homeboys who's sick and twisted, he sent me this video. And it's a, a chick getting ran on by two white dudes. It's like white chick, two white dudes. They're both fucking her, right? Right. And one white dude is fucking her in the ass. Okay. The other white dude is licking her pussy. That sounds disgusting. Okay. And, oh my and gosh. then, like three strokes in, the dick leaves her ass and goes right to the dude's mouth. Oh, and I'm sure he liked God. it. Wow. And <laughs> the whole video just throws and it said, wasted. Oh, my God. Sam Spade, why would you do that to us? I think that's his fault because why'd he have his face so close to the guy's dick to begin and with? I don't know. I, at that point, I came up with just kill yourself because ain't no coming back from that. It ain't There's no coming none. back from that. You're officially ain't gay. No, ain't no coming back from that, dude. Once you have a penis in your mouth, you're officially gay. Not, not, on, not only a penis in your mouth, but when I was in somebody's ass first. Oh, man. A shit-covered a shit right. covered dick. You had a doo-doo dick. <laughs> Kill yourself. You're right. Kill yourself. That's right. Ain't no come back from that. doo-doo dick. Ain't no come back from that. But anyway, before we go off the air here, can we give a shout-out to one Mr. Sam Spade, Mr. Birthday Guy? Huh? That's ah, for sure. yes. yes Happy yes, birthday. That's for sure. Hanging out with us on his birthday and everything. You know, it's Labor Day and everything. Hope everybody's safe and whatnot. Shout out to the survivors in West Texas. This That's shit got to fucking stop. Man, yeah. I don't even want to get onto this because... I mean... This, this mass this, shooting this shit, shit is ridiculous. It's, it's Shout crazy. out to the survivors in Florida. Unbelievable. And the Bahamas, because the they're getting hit by the hurricane. Uh, St. Louis is going insane. There have been about 28 kids killed in the last two, three months. It's, it's messed up. I, I got to do one quick special shout-out, fellas. This one's kind of serious. Got a minute to go. Go ahead. All right. Shout-out to my homeboy, RB. White boy, yeah! He was found dead this morning. That fucking he, he was one of my avid listeners on this podcast. He'd always ask me about it whenever I was posted the link on Facebook. He always asked me about it. He he found him dead this morning. He had his heart stopped at forty five years old. Rest That's in power, amazing. man. Absolutely. So I dedicate my appearance on this podcast to you, my brother. 
That's right, man. The real shit, resident real shit talker. Sam Spade, tell them where to reach you, bro. You can reach me on Facebook at Sam Spade, the black dude with the shades, on Twitter at JMy2C. That's short for just my two sets, two penny size. I'm all over the place. You can find me here. Just find a nigga. I'm here. That's <laughs> right. And you know where to find us. And uh, thank y'all guys for listening to the Sons of Legends. Rest in power to Sam Spade's homeboy. And we will holler at you guys next week. Peace.